This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We have Keith Pompey from the Inquirer joining us now. Keith, thanks for joining us on the Sports Call and Guest Line. Uh, tell us your impression so far of what the Sixers, who go, win five games and lose three games, is this where you expect them to be after eight games? <clears throat> nah, not like this. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I can't say that I expected them to win five and then lose three. But the one thing that I can say is in, in regards to them having a tough time adjusting to each other, one another, you know, I, I, I mean, that's one of the things that happens, you know, when you have uh, so many new players on the team. I mean, think back to the Miami Heat when they got LeBron. I mean, they started out nine and eight. So I expected, you know, lack of continuity, but not to win five straight and to lose three in a row, you know, the way they have been losing. No, I can't call that one. Hey, Keith, part of your, your piece today, which was really good, and I suggest everybody take a look, uh, inquire.com, uh, you, you mentioned Joel Embiid and the conditioning issue. And, you know, we were told in the offseason he was going to come in here. He's going to be in much better shape. He's a little bit more defined. He's taking this part of his his basketball, you know, regimen seriously, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, you saw him the last two games, and I get it. You know, he's in the altitude in Denver, which does affect things. But he looks exhausted and he looks like a guy who's still not in shape. Like what's going on there? You know, it's a weird situation. And unfortunately for Joel, it's always this way. Whenever he goes away, um, away from the team, like if it's, you know, an injury or, or this time a suspension, when he comes back, he's not in the same shape that he was before. And, and then when they talk about, you know, him being in, in great shape, I think what they were doing is they were comparing it to seasons prior. Like, you know, this was the best shape he's been in at the start of a season compared to those years. That's what they're talking about. In regards to him being in great shape, nah, he's not in great shape. Um, he wasn't. But I do believe that, you know, it looks like, you know, he went, He took a couple of days off. I mean, he had the suspension, and it just seems like his, his energy level or his conditioning just took a, a little hit. But, yeah, you are right. I mean, it was in the altitude, but – in that game, the last game they played in Denver, I mean, like two minutes in the game, you can tell that he was gasping for air. But, Keith, I'm trying to figure this out, man. Like, you know, you, you tell everybody you're going to take it serious in the offseason. Yeah, you missed two games, but it's not like it's three months. Like, you compound an already bad situation being suspended for two games and then coming back and looking completely out of shape. I mean, it, it, that's unacceptable. Yeah, it is. But you know what? It, it's, it's one of those things that, I hate to say it's something that they've been dealing with for a while. You know, it's something that they've been dealing with for a while. I mean, how many times did you know in the past, you know, like I said, that he came back and he wasn't in tip-top shape? But you know what? You can't really blame him for getting away with it. I mean, if he does it, you know, like <laughs> he does it. You know, he and, and, and the thing is, you know, I, I do think that he felt like he was trying hard. I mean, he was in the best shape that he's been in at the start of the season. So he's taking it a little bit more seriously. Um, and another thing is, the one thing I will say to defend him, he doesn't really need to be defended. But the, the thing is, he's always been injured, even down to this year. 
it was one of those things where he was like rehabbing his knee. So how much strenuous work can you really do in the off season? You know, but again, it's, it's, you know, he's a professional athlete. Um, He had a week where he was away from the team and he, and he should have been in better shape. Let me ask you this uh, regarding the suspension within the organization, any kind of concern that you can sense that he didn't seem to take it that seriously. What he said after, after he got suspended. Nah, I mean, nah, I mean, I didn't get a sense of that at all. I didn't. I mean, you know, the the thing is, it's like, I mean, if you think about it, that was a a night where, I mean, let's face it, he wasn't the only one out there celebrating. (laughs) Well, I know, I know. You know, the crowd was getting excited, this and that. And, you know, I'm not saying that the team, you know, was upset with him or, you know, or or at least they didn't voice it publicly, you know, their, um, their displeasure or no one said anything to me about it. But, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, initially people were thinking he was going to be fine just because, you know, he didn't throw a punch. Carl Anthony Towns threw one at him. But I do think that the fact that those tweets and all those other things, it kind of lumped him into it as well. Keith Pompey, the Philadelphia Inquirer, joining us. Keith, so let, let, let's look at Ben now. We know he's out again tonight with the shoulder issue. Missed the last last game and then a portion of the other game as well. Um, the game before that was, was probably his worst of the season, and I think everybody's trying to figure out, are we seeing a different Ben Simmons? We know how effective he is on the defensive end. We know how he can change the game in a lot of other ways, but the hope was he could take it to the next level by at least being willing or able to knock down some semblance of a jump shot. We've yet to see that. What's your sense of where he's at, and will we be seeing him at least be willing to take jumpers? You know, I think we will, but I think it will be at his time, you know, at his pace. You know, it's one of those things where it's kind of, it's the, I guess the dialogue or, or the, the communication that we receive is, is a little different. Like, for instance, you remember this summer, everyone was saying, yes, we can't wait to see Ben shoot. We can't wait to see Ben shoot from the outside before training camp starts. Then after that, it came to a point where, you know, they were saying, hey, it's one of those things in the playoffs, you know, if if he has a corner three, a catch and shoot, we want that. And I think that, you know, right now it's one of those things where, you know, teams, Monty showed like that teams are going to sag off of him and he's going to have to take that shot. But it has to come in his mindset to whereas, you know what, I know the team is saying that they want me to uh, attack and they want me to do this and that. And, but there's going to have to come a time where I'm just going to have to deviate from that plan and hoist it up. Because let's be real, like Ben Simmons, like teams want Ben Simmons to shoot the ball. They do. They all. I had a scout tell me if he makes seven in a row, we're still going to sag off of him because that's taking the ball out of everyone else's hands. And I think Ben knows that. So he's still trying to force things. He's still trying to, you know, distribute the rock to teammates. But it just didn't work that night. So I do believe that, you know, Ben's a a prideful guy. You know, he hears everything that people are saying about him. And I do believe that it's going to come a time where he's going to start taking more shots from the outside. You know, I I don't think that – I think he was kind of ambushed, like probably like, wow, are they really doing this to me? Are they doing this to me? So it's going to come. It just didn't come. It's just not going to come as soon as people – in Philadelphia would like. It seems to me that he's taken less shots in the outside. He took less shots in the outside last year than he did his rookie year. Am I right about that or just imagine this? Uh, I didn't check out the stats with that. Sorry. But, um, I mean, I think, like, 
his last year, he established himself like he knows that he can get to the spot. He got a little bit more comfortable with it. He was also more in, you know, transition, doing the things that he could do. But, um, you know, yeah, I, you, your, your stat could be correct, but I, I just don't have him in front of me to answer yes or no on that one. Well, just the eye test would tell me he was not taking a lot of outside shots last year, and it seemed like the year before he was at least taking like a foul line jumper. And I don't remember him doing that a lot last year at all. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know that, you know, if you look at it this year, all his stuff has been in the paint. Right. You know, all of it. And, and um, ironically, you know, he's still not shooting well. He's under 50% considering he shoots everything in the paint, and the free throw line is still not where it needs to be, Keith. Yeah, but you know what? He is who we think he is. You know what I mean? Let's keep it real. Like, he came in here as a power forward who they converted to a point guard, a guy who doesn't shoot the ball from the outside. And now all of a sudden we see videos and all everybody thinks he's changed. Like out of his rookie year, the rookie year that he played in, in last year, I used to get to practice early or get to the arena early for shoot around and the pregame stuff. And Ben Simmons would be out there draining threes left and right. And then, you know, it came a point where I used to think that, Hey, he's doing this. I'm going to see my man bombing threes in the game. Nah, it didn't happen that way. You know, and I think that a lot of people saw these videos that were put out there. And even though some of these videos were high school three-pointers, you know, and people got excited, you know, but he's not going to do it until he gets it in his head that he wants to do it. And the thing is, again, that's who Ben Simmons is. We knew that when they drafted him. You know, he he's not Steph Curry. He's a guy who gets the ball in transition, who attacks the basket, and does what he does. What he does. Do you, you think know? this is? So, you think this is affecting him psychologically? That people are so you know cognizant about the fact that he's not shooting from the outside. Is it is it getting in his head a little bit? Nah, I don't no? think so. I, this is what I think. I think that Ben Simmons is a guy who, and I said this before. You know, they, guys like that. They he's a guy who, you know, it, it's not what people thinking i mean maybe to a point where you may say there's a you know he he always he doesn't want to look bad you know he's one of those guys he doesn't want to look bad but the fact that people now were talking about it no i I don't think that's any different from last year you know i don't because if that was the case then he would have been firing up threes against phoenix you know you know I, i think that some people are giving themselves a little bit too much credit thinking like, hey, yeah, we're affecting him. Nah, it's, it's Ben. That's just who he is. You know, it was always one of those things where when he came up, he can get to the rim against anyone on any level. Now he's realizing that, you know what, maybe I can't do it. And even like last year when people said stuff about him, you know, he was still an all-star. Like as he told, you know, Jack McCaffrey, I'm an all-star without a jump shot. So maybe that's the thing. You know, Ben Simmons is a guy who – you know, he may have to hit rock bottom before he starts doing that. But at the same time, when you have your coaches and everyone else saying, you know what, we like him in transition. The only time we want him to shoot the ball is like maybe a catch-and-shoot corner three. Well, what do you expect him to do? He's going to do a catch-and-shoot corner three. <laughs> He's not going to walk up and shoot it. You know, he's just not. Hey, Keith, what, what's your sense of what they've gotten so far out of Josh Richardson and Tobias Harris? You know, Tobias will, you know, you, you'll see him for a couple quarters where he really looks like he's taking it over, and then 
there, there's some disappearance there at times. And Josh, although you know they played, very, he's played very good defense. You just haven't seen it quite on the offensive end yet. But what's your sense of, of where it's headed with those two? You know, I think when we talked about continuity and guys learning their roles, I think it's still early. You know, it's it's weird. You know, you look at Tobias, um, you look at Tobias, and you look at Al. When Joel doesn't play, they look like, you know, all-stars type players. Mm -hmm. When Joel comes back, Tobias looks like, okay, what should I do? You know what I mean? You know, I'm not going to, you know, do I take over? Do I pass the ball? And then when you look at a guy like Josh, this is a completely different role for him. Like when he was in Miami, he had the ball a lot. He created the shots. You know, he was kind of like, quote, unquote, a poor man's Jimmy Butler. Now he's like a guy who's still trying to, you know, learn his role and, and, and figure out things to do. So this is going to be a thing like right now, you know, we're talking about this is game eight. You know, we're really not going to know what the Sixers have until probably about game 15, 15, 20, maybe even up to 25. So all these guys are trying to figure out a role. You know, all of them are trying to like play team ball, distribute the rock. So I think that right now, it's still kind of early to, to see what we have in all of them. Keith, we appreciate joining us today. We'll look for your uh, story in Inquirer today and also uh, tomorrow on Inquirer.com. All right, thank you. Thanks thank you, Keith. Keith, Keith Pompey, and uh, guest on the Colton Schwartz, the Schwartz Colton guest line. Is your work call all get justice? Call Schwartz Colton at 800 Justice. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.